You're listening to DraftKings Network. Today on The Cooligans, in the first segment, we talk about some serious subjects, uh, you know, maybe fights that we don't want to see, what, with some substance abuse stuff, uh, a couple serious subjects, but mainly I'm in Japan, and we talk about well, the, the delicious beverages that they have here to offer, uh, and I mean, really, that, that's kind of why you watch and listen to this show. That's right. And we also talk a little bit about that pea meal we ate, which was a lot of fun. Uh, in the second segment, right. we talked to Dulsta. Remember that? We talked to EMLS player Dulsta of the Philly Union. That was a good time. We break down a little bit more about what's going on in MLS. We talk about shirt companies suing teams. And also we talk about Gianni Infantino all of a sudden being on the right side of history. Whoa. That, being mad, <laughs> be mad woke. Yeah, I know. That's wild. <laughs> that and more on this episode of the Cool Hi, I'm John Strong. I'm the large bald man who stands next to Stu Holden when you watch soccer on Fox Sports. You are listening to The Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Come on! I wish I knew how to say yeah, baby Whoa. in Japanese. <laughs> I wish I knew how to say anything in Japanese. I've been uh, surviving solely on Google Translate, and it's uh, it's been saving my life. You so, haven't learned how to say uh, no, I don't play for the NBA in Japanese yet. <laughs> you know what? I've got to give the Japanese more credit because I thought it was going to be uh, a, a thing where I'm just going to be walking around there, but it's going to be like, who is that, that slender, ethnically ambiguous man walking around? <laughs> uh, but people... Everybody's walk, everybody sees me and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I, I've seen this before. Okay, I've seen uh, Nani play in the World Cup. You know, they've everybody's all taken, cool. they've all taken uh, sensitivity training. They're like, okay, we've prepared for this. It's just a dark you know skin, what? slender man. Do not, do not call him reggaeton. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> but they, you know, because I, I don't know if you ever seen these documentaries about. Uh, about like black people in Asian countries. Have you ever seen any of these? They're yeah. on YouTube all the time. Yeah, people just walk um, up to them and like touch their hair. They call them NBA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's where the joke came from. I thought that was going to be the experience. Uh, you know what? For the most part, everybody's even the babies. Even the babies are like I've seen this before. They're Nobody's weirded out by anything. So this is very comforting. I'm, uh, I got to give Japan a lot of credit. Japanese babies are like, play it cool. <laughs> play it cool. <laughs> Okay. Uh, are there, no, are there is, black uh, anime is... characters or something? Is there something that has helped? I figured you would know, not just because yeah. you're in Japan, but you you love anime. There's, there's, yeah, there's black Pokemon. That's how people get adjusted to, to black people. <laughs> yeah, it's just a squirtle, everybody. Relax. You just keep getting hit with half uh, no. red, half white balls as you walk down the street. And <laughs> Right, playing Pokemon Go. I get yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> no, this has been uh, an incredible experience. Yeah, I'm in Japan. I just got back from uh, from uh, Mount Fuji. Yeah, you're watching a video of me playing. I don't even know what game I was playing. I was playing a soccer game uh, at a mall in um uh, I I didn't oh the, the, it was called Aeon Mall Eon Mall. So yeah, I think that's in Narita. And look, I'm playing soccer as well. This digital soccer that was a uh, on was being displayed on the ground. Uh, I've seen uh, that yeah. in malls. Been- I've seen that like where you walk over it and the characters on the like visually you could like move them around and stuff. Exactly. So you, I stay getting touches in. Okay. I, I live and breathe this game. All right. You're basically no like one of those I'm like uh, you're like one of those Dortmund youths, right? Ten thousand touches. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, same same exact thing. But I am, uh, <laughs> no, man, it's uh, it's. Uh, I think I basically my uh, you know techni football training from Yale Everbush. You know, know what I'm saying? That's uh, right. That's always, your technique. <laughs> you got the app out. Uh, <laughs> yes yes uh no but it, it's been uh it's been dope and i was actually so the reason i was in mount fuji was because i was traveling uh with so my, my girlfriend is buddhist so she she tends to go to japan every couple of years uh so i was going with her for the first time and uh a couple of people that were on in the group uh they were from trinidad and i met a dude who uh played i don't know i didn't get to find out where he played but he he played at some professional or semi-professional level in trinidad uh i told you know oh i we did a show with um with shaka hislop he was like losing his mind and then uh he 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 started mentioning (laughs) he started mentioning that he's um a fan of arsenal and i was like hey you know i actually just interviewed uh pierre emmerich obama yang and and uh um actor bellerin and rob holding and no lie this dude for real got goosebumps on his arms. He told me. He was just like, I can't believe. He was like, feel my arms. He was losing his mind. I've never seen a grown man be so uncomfortable and nervous and awkward. Uh, I just, the thought of a person meeting his favorite team and favorite players, he was uh, losing his mind. But he, It's uh, like the six degrees of separation, right? If he touches your arm. It's the same arm that Pierre Obama Yang touched. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so uh, yeah, and I've met other people. Uh, there's a there's a, a family that um, their daughter plays at, in a U10 uh, team, and she uh, in a traveling uh, team. And she was, uh, I told her, I'm like, hey, I showed her the picture with Megan Rapino, and she was like, whoa, you're so lucky. She lifts her arm up. She lifts her arm up and it's a black man's <laughs> arm with goosebumps. You're like, how is that your arm? <laughs> what, what is this power you have? I know. <laughs> you're turning everyone into Christian. <laughs> well, it's I was the in Midas touch, but it's the Dominican, t- the Platano touch. <laughs> it's that's the Platano touch. <laughs> everything, you, everything you touch turns to Mofongo. <laughs> Look it up, kids. Mofongo. Okay. It's good for you. Don't listen to the with nutritional power, stats. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> your, Thanos, your Thanos, when you snap, it just turns into like fried steak. <laughs> yes. So, yes, this is a soccer show. But yeah. you were saying, we like, promise <laughs> it's a soccer show. I was in Montreal. Uh, okay. We don't got a Mount Fuji. Okay. You know what I mean? It ain't that no. nice. You know, but it was dope. You got, Mont- you got Montreal Blanc. Yeah, Montreal I got a Royal Blanc. Mountain. Yeah. So what's up with that? Okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I just ate a bunch of food. I talked to nobody about soccer. <laughs> nobody cared. <laughs> I was like, yo, Wilma Cabrera what? talking greasy. Nobody knows who he is. I just hung out. <laughs> I ate a bunch of food. I did go to this thing, a place called Joe Beef, which is one of the hard, it's the best restaurant in all of Canada. It's the hardest restaurant to get a reservation in. Takes typically four to five months to get a reservation. Your boy got one overnight. Okay. Got it hooked up. Wow. Um, Shouts to everybody over at Elena. If you live in Montreal, anywhere near Montreal, and you don't eat in Elena, you messing up. There's the hat. Check it out. But it's interesting. It's interesting because when I travel, I go to get enlightened. And when you travel, you go to get fatter. Yeah. Uh, So well done. I don't want to. Enlighten is how I showed up. And then I want to get less light. (laughs) 
<laughs> from eating all the food. But also everyone told me like, yo, it's a lot of food. You won't be able to perform after. They're going to roll you out of there. Dog, me and my wife put down all that food like it was nothing. And I was like, y'all ain't up on American portions yet? This is a lot of food, my guy? Bring out another lobster bisque spaghetti. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's just for the <laughs> We promise we talk about soccer, right? And it's about time we start. There's so much happening. Apparently, <laughs> there was an award ceremony. I didn't get an invite, Christian. Did you? Yeah, it's really uh, an injustice, a disservice uh, to us, to our to our viewers, uh, to, for us to not in, be invited to such a fancy gala. And, you know, we've been invited to galas before. But we've hosted this, galas. There's no reason. We've crashed. There's no why we would be <laughs> excluded. <laughs> we've crashed galas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, it's not but fair. No, uh, make it, make it, we have to talk about the, the FIFA Player of the Year awards. And uh, um, we saw who uh, won, uh, especially for uh, Female Player of the Year, Female Football of the Year, Megan Rapino, which is not much of a surprise uh, to a lot of people. But I think what everyone was sort of, uh, you know, anticipating or expecting was what, what bar was Megan Rapino? gonna gonna drop uh at, at this uh sort of in her acceptance speech and uh, because she and brings she went, flames every time she grabs a microphone she brings flames fire spray everybody, everybody gets torched. it yeah, everybody <laughs> exactly. gets it i'm so sorry y'all covered in kerosene but y'all about to get torched my guy yeah this is like it's gonna be a little bit more aggressive than a blue man group show all right I, <laughs> so get, get ready at, who's who's the dude that used to smash the watermelon god damn it it would have been a great reference <laughs> gallagher gallagher, gallagher. Or, oh god well yeah it would have been like gallagher <laughs> but everybody getting soaked yeah i still yeah, did it anyway just, uh, <laughs> Leo, Leo, Leo Messi just having water, watermelon shrapnel all over him. Like, oh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. But he's worn some suits to these events that are funkier than that. Okay. <laughs> Dude has no sense uh, of style. But I think the, the main thing, too, that we, uh, you know, to come uh, her speech really were the points about uh, activism. And she, she's, uh, you know, she's she's 34 years old and won the, the you know, uh, uh, best women's player. And and now it's clear, like, I, I don't know exactly how, I don't know if she'll make it to the next World Cup, uh, but, or how long her career will, will con continue. But for, we know for sure that she will, uh, she is very much leaning into an activism role and being much more of a, a, a social leader and, and trying to change the culture in a lot of, uh, you know, areas that uh, are, are clearly flawed. And it was uh, kind of inspiring. I think she, she, um, I think she inspired a lot of the players that were in that room. And she really kind of uh, harped on how much influence, how much power that the people in the room have and that, that they should be more responsible with it. And I was, I was just genuinely impressed. She gave a lot of great shout outs. Uh, Colin Martin from Minnesota United, who's the, the currently the only out, um, uh, you know, gay player in major league soccer. Uh, she talked about racism with uh, Equal pay. And, and how it was handled equal pay how but how raheem sterling what he dealt with uh the last uh, few years uh in the premier league and it's clearly uh, a pattern Valiant. what i love about what she did is she decided to take this platform and just like she's like the person who's given her two weeks notice at work you know what i mean and she's like yo okay right, check it out you always suck your breath <laughs> smells dog 
quit, you know, quit buying, quit microwaving fish, my guy. She's just putting it all out there. She's flaming exactly. the whole thing yeah, down, which is what you need. You need someone to take a stance. Like she understands that, like, yo, maybe her time playing is either done or just about done. She's not playing for another contract. She may not be at the beck and call of U.S. soccer moving forward or just, you know, soccer in general. She now has this massive platform. She gets to say whatever she wants. So she's taking everybody out. And what's even more impressive is that she's, uh, you know, she did it at, uh, at the parade in front of Carlos Cordero. Just, uh, you know, you know, she, she kept it real in front of her her boss. And then now uh, at this uh, award show, she's keeping it real in front of Johnny Infantino. Really mentioning about the, the investment in, in women's soccer and how important that is. Uh, uh, the, the issue with in, in Iran with the, the, the uh, women not being allowed to attend uh, football matches and things like that. So uh, it, it takes some, this is why, uh, you know, I have so much respect for her because she is incredibly courageous in, in instances where she doesn't really have to be and where people would understand. They'd be like, all right, well, your, your boss is right there. You're not going to go in on him right there. You know, it's good. And she's so, like, no, watch. It, <laughs> no, watch what I do. Watch what I love is, you know, she gets, me. you said she's incredibly courageous. She's like me, but she does like good with her, the, her lack of filter. You know what I mean? <laughs> As opposed to me who just ruins opportunities for us left and right. You know, I'm like, oh, I wasn't it's supposed basically. to say that. You know, she does the well, same yeah. thing, but helps. But she, she also backs it up, right? Like she won a world cup and then she starts, she starts going in, right? So she she'll talk the smack and then also uh, brings it. But oh, so there's levels. The smack and then yeah. <laughs> you, you talk the smack and do the least work amount of work, yeah, uh, amount of work as possible. I'm like, you're yo, like, yo, why I get? Why come you don't respect me? What's your deal? I'm like, yo, this is trash. I right, Christian, figure it out. I'll see you guys in a week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know, I mean, I'm like, well, I got. I'm sorry for him, but yeah, we really yeah. want to make this work somehow look he's not that way all the time he can be handled trust me yeah you're like the wife of a drunk guy like he's not always this bad you know (laughs) yeah uh so you know uh yeah it's a uh, it's a thing with her that uh it's where i'm just happy when she she seems she seems to like whenever she gets these opportunities uh you know because it could have you know, if, they, if the U.S. loses the World Cup, everything that she says loses almost all its value, right? But she was going to be like the president oh, of the United States of America was talking smack about her, saying she was going to lose, and then she shows up as big as she's ever shown up. I mean, this is what she lives yeah. for. This is what she rises to the to the to the moment every time. Yo, salutes to Megan yeah. Rapino, <laughs> and she's a fan it's of our like- show. I mean, she's just there's nothing she can do wrong. <laughs> <laughs> she's a she's an angel of a human being. So and what yeah, great taste! Like, it could have it, <laughs> it could have been a you know the 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 video the the viral clip of her saying you know uh, I ain't going to the FN White House. That could that could easily backfire if you don't win the World Cup, right? So like now that can live forever, and it's like yo, I'm talking all that shit right to your face. You ain't gonna do nothing about it. I'll, you know, she, she has this weirdly this golden ticket to almost uh, speak on any subject, and people just value and trust her words way more than than they ever could if if she did not or if she was not successful. She should be on the next Comedy Central roast. 
<laughs> um, have you been able to keep up with MLS at all since you've been out there? Uh, I had to kind of cram a little bit. Um, you know, one, th- one thing is uh, I noticed that while in Japan, uh, any MLS videos that are like um, from the, from the let's say like the in-studio broadcast or anything like that, 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 that are put on Periscope, I can't watch them. They're 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 region uh, blocked out. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I hate you know, it when, when that I, I'm trying to watch, I'm trying to watch Kalen Carr and Andrew Weeby and Matthew Dore talk about you know post game stuff, and I can't. We want to see so their pretty faces why. all over the world. <laughs> exactly, you know, don't don't deprive me uh, of uh, of seeing those beautiful men. Uh, <laughs> but no, so. I ha- yes, I have been uh, able to a little bit, even though I'm I'm working on uh, 2G internet speeds on my phone, bro. 2G, okay. This I am I'm hurting right now, all right, suffering. This bro, is, how do you only torture, have 2G? Okay? Doesn't Japan have like incredible technology? But I, I when you um, I have T-Mobile back home, so uh, basically they give me unlimited data usage here, and I don't have to pay any extra. But it's only at 2G. That's how you gonna get you because <laughs> all right this is i know this sounds like a very real first world problem yes but it is i need people to s- sympathize with me right now because Bruh, it's very difficult to keep up with american soccer t-mobile in japan is basically a couple hamsters and wheels <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's it <laughs> i don't know the deal but uh yeah i've been whenever i've been i'm uh, wi-fi I'll, I'll try to catch up with some of the matches and uh and, and some of the things going on things that stood out to me uh, what was the news about Adama Diomande of yeah. LAFC, uh, the forward who's been having uh, statistically a great year. He's been uh, an important part of, of the attacking uh, sort of lineup for, for LAFC. And he, uh, the news came out that he voluntarily uh, entered uh, the, like, I guess, su- a substance abuse program. Some type um, of rehab, for, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you know they haven't said exactly what he's going through or or whatever. Um, but you know it's just again unfortunate to see, especially with a, a guy who a, a great player, but he's kind of you know he's dealt with a couple things already in his short time in Major League Soccer. Uh, you know, dealing with racist abuse that was kind of weirdly dismissed and not really handled, and and you know that that clearly causes some. You know, emotionally, it's obviously going to affect you. Uh, the time when he got, um, you know, he is Muslim and does not drink alcohol, and then he scored a goal, and uh, fans dumped a beer on him to celebrate, and he was not happy with that. Well, um, so I don't know what exactly he is going through. I, I, you know, like a lot of people uh, online have just kind of wished him well and 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 hope that he he gets back. But it, this might be a thing where he may not play again this year uh and it's you know it's it's unfortunate especially with how amazing lafc's been yeah i mean you never want to see something like this but it's also it's kind of good sometimes not this situation but it's good to have a reminder um as fans that these these are human beings out there and they suffer the same way we do you know people get on players so hard all the time you play in like trash this and that i'm one of those people you know <laughs> like you just <laughs> you're, you're spouting out because you want to see like 
you, especially I, it feels to me like after the invent of like fantasy football and fantasy soccer, you know, we, we start to look at them as simply stat machines more than players. So when you see something like this, where someone voluntarily checks himself into some type of substance abuse program, you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. Or like you hear about, you know, players like uh, Stu Holden was very open about when he was going through the injuries, how difficult that was. Um, even something like, uh, you know, Frederick Weiss, remember him, the dude that, uh, that Vince Carter dunked over. Remember him? He dunked yeah, over yeah. him. The guy was like suicidal after that. I mean, if Twitter was around, <laughs> it would have been, if Twitter was around, it would have been, <laughs> you know, atrocious, you know? So you see these things <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. These are human beings. So, you know, Dio, we wish you the best, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, yeah. whatever it is, it's not a huge deal. And it's something that, you know, can be quickly uh, handled. Yeah. The, the, honestly, when I first saw the story, the first thing that came to mind was the fact that we've sort of been seeing this uh, in, in MLS, right? With, uh, with Roman Torres. Uh, uh, who was the other? There was just another player they got. Um, uh, Coleman. Uh, wasn't Roman Torres uh, steroids? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the point I was going to make was that uh, they are using um, just banned substances. And then, uh, so it makes me think that the, the condensed MLS season is causing players to do things that they otherwise would not do uh, to, to either try to recover or try to, uh, you know, just deal with the rigors of, of what that, what that means. You know, uh, Domi Torrent, um, was, had a, a long, uh, you know, after, a, um, one of the press conferences last week, I forgot after why I came, I think it was after San Jose, he was just talking about how strenuous the season is. And he made the point about how in England they have boxing day where they have to play like three games in, in, you know, three matches in seven days. But in MLS, we have four boxing days now because there's so many midweek games and you have to play these three, uh, th- three uh, match weeks often. Uh, and it's incredibly like it's excruciating and, and somewhat even dangerous for, for the players. And it's like, especially this weird with the lack of, of depth. Like, I mean, if we're going to have this such yeah. a heavy cap, if we're going to have such a tight cap and it's not going to allow you to have, the breadth of players you would normally have to substitute. I mean, even like the Red Bulls have the ability to bring up people from RB2. So, I mean, there's certainly teams that have found ways to add additional depth. But for the most part, we're kind of just playing the same, what, 16 constantly over and over and over again. And, yo, it's about to it's we're about to go into the playoffs. You know, what I mean, the playoffs are going to be another condensed schedule. All this to fit around getting uh, MLS Cup uh, in November, you know, to finish that before international break. It seems like more and more is pushing MLS to this winter schedule, including now they're talking about joining with uh, Liga Amaki. It's about to be late. It's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute mess. Uh, I hope uh, it, it's it's a tough balance, right? Because we mentioned it last year. We were like, it, it'd be nice to have the the MLS Cup and the playoffs in in between that uh, that international break. Um, and and this is this is what happens. You have to get a condensed schedule. You have to get the games, uh, in you know, in in a uh, a shorter amount of time. And th- these are the results. You know, like we can't. There's no perfect way to do things uh, um, t- unless we just completely move to a winter schedule and play like uh, you know European soccer. Uh, but the, the like one little thing is tweaked, and then we have like twelve other problems. So 
it, maybe the, at the end of the day, maybe this is not the right move to have. Uh, uh, maybe the the MLS Cup in December is is safer for players, and maybe you won't deal with a lot of these banned substances issues or or uh, substance abuse issues or whatever. Or That's or we theory. can we can just make steroids legal. <laughs> you know, you got all this travel happening, right? You're all the way in Japan. I was just in Montreal. Sometimes we travel together. Isn't that? It's kind of nice when we do. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Somebody, you know, we need to get, a, <laughs> I feel get like away from the kids. I feel I like you're lying. You know, <laughs> 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 you know, we need to just treat ourselves. That's important. Which kind of nice. In fact, one of the first things we ever did was we went to uh, Montreal. Right, it was the first trip we ever did. We went to Montreal. Yeah, and I think the second trip we ever did, which was for a playoff game, and we decided to go to MLS Cup that year. Right. And when we were in Montreal, we had, we had some food. We tried some food. We said, yo, let's do the same thing in Toronto. We looked around and said, yo, what food is Toronto known for? Turns out it's nothing. Okay. The only thing they're known for is this pea meal sandwich. Right? So you and I were like, yo, let's go to the source and let's try it. Why don't we watch that right now? Another Cooligans on the road uh, food trip. That's the title? Hey, city we don't live in. What are you eating? <laughs> or, um, uh, fat guy and guy who hates food. Try try food. It's someone who knows about food with a friend he should not have brought. <laughs> Trying food. Yes, I think that works. Hey, how are you? Hi. The female bacon sandwiches, are they warm or are they just so cold? All right, cool. Can we get three of those? We are downstairs of the St. Lawrence Market in Toronto, Canada. Uh, we Googled a lot of Toronto food. Uh, there wasn't a lot of sort of indigenous food, you know? There's just not a lot of food that's born here. One of the things that kept coming up, though, uh, something called a pea meal sandwich. And I thought it was like vegetarian food. Like, no, I don't want that. But it's not. It's, uh, it's Canadian bacon. I guess here it's pea meal bacon. So I was like, oh, word. Bacon? What is, I don't even know what the, what the, what is the word, pea meal. I, I don't know. I'm not sure I didn't Google where that came from. Yeah, yeah. You don't do the word. Yeah. As soon as you see that Google image of the food, the food is what it's like. You're like, all right, that's it. I'm going to be like, I wonder what the origin of the, of the word is. No, no, no. I'm like, hey, what does that taste like? That's what I'm looking for. Get it in my face. Get it in my face. So we got two of them. We got one for Dave holding the camera. Yeah. Dave, you excited about that? There you go. <laughs> so first things first, it's on a, almost like a drier brioche bun, right? Kind of a country roll as they call it. I see nice gooey fat on top already. Oh yeah. Straight up just a bun. A bun with some pork, man. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I feel like you can go wrong with it. I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna go on record as saying you cannot go wrong. <laughs> In this situation, what Fred is doing is just soaking up all that juicy fat. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see the excitement in Christian's face? Yeah, yeah. He's thinking about how many ab crunches he has to do to get rid of this. I'm thinking about what I want to watch on the couch after bacon I eat this. Bacon and bread. I mean, at least Canadian bacon is like a little Look, bit different. Look, the best, first of all, the best meals that have ever been created have been sort of what we would now call peasant food, street food, food for people who don't have enough money to go is get this, something else. Is this poor people food? Am I Kinda. poor food? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I don't want to be seen. I'm sorry, you can't do that from your castle. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be seen. Yeah. This? Your castle in Bay Ridge. I mean, look, the loaf, 
smells, or the roll, I should say, smells perfectly baked. Typical country loaf, maybe a tiny bit of honey. No, just pretty standard. Why don't we just give it a try? I hate that you know all this crap. <laughs> Go ahead, give it a try. The taste is almost like um, almost like a salted chuleta, like a like imagine a chuleta empanizado with a little with much more of a cure on it. It sort of breaks apart like a brioche would, yeah, but it's not buttered, and the bread is the incredible. Yeah. yeah. And it, this is great. It's not like it's not like American bacon, obviously. No. It, it tastes like it feels like it's a turkey. This isn't even bacon. A turkey sandwich. This pea meal sandwich is missing uh, vegetables. Uh, it's missing, you know, higher, uh, you know, just greens. It just no one, greens. <laughs> no one in Canada's history has ever said we get find a way to get vegetables in my bacon sandwich. <laughs> oh, all right. You get the thumbs up from me. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, thank you for watching. Sir, we were eating this pea meal and you, you told us that we got the wrong one. Is that true? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the wrong one, but you know, the one. Yeah. <laughs> at Paddington's. Get that loaded. Mustard, mayonnaise, onion, hot peppers, tomato, lettuce. Wow. Okay. Done up. <laughs> All right. The guy's got a soul patch. I trust him. <laughs> I trust him. <laughs> Let's give it a try. See, this looks like more of a proper sandwich, yeah. Look at that. Oh, food porn. Alright, this first of all, a lot more stacks. Second of all, I see that like translucent, sort of deli meat kind of look. You can tell this is a lot more. I'm gonna open this up. You can tell this is, you could like specifically tell like that's loin which is very different from the last piece. We got lettuce, tomato, onion, hot peppers, and honey mustard sauce. Bread is toasted. There's a little bit of like a, like a jus, like a, like a, like a thick, it's greasy Jewish. jus. Jew or Jew? Yeah, yeah, oh, you know is exactly. Is this a Jewish? Yeah, there's, there's pork in it. Yeah, there's pork in it. I don't it's think it's Jewish. Not Jewish. It's not a Jewish meal. It's Jew, it's like a, it's like a, the, the, it's almost like a, you know when you run and you sweat? Imagine meat did that when you cooked it. That's what we're about to eat. <laughs> basically what it is, it's just like the, 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 the drippings from the meat coming off. Basically it's fat reducing and it holds on to some of the browning that's happening on the flat plate. Okay. So, we're about to eat that. I guess, take a bite and tell me what you think compared to the other one. Okay. Try to get a little bit of everything in there. A, a lot better. Um, mainly because of all the things I've added. Yeah, this is not this is a, a complete sandwich. The honey mustard is with this is delicious. Very good. Honey mustard finishes it off, but the pork is better at the last place. The bread is better at the last place. I agree. So if Carousel just started topping their pea meals, it'd be better. Better than two. Which one would you rather have more? I would say this one. But yeah, I can tell, yeah, the other one, the pork, I don't really care about the bread too much, but the pork and the other one was a, a tad better. Why don't you care about the bread? Because I'm not you. That's really it. I'm just not as obsessed with you don't, bread. You don't rate bread culture in other cities <laughs> like I do? Here's yeah. my verdict. Get both. F*** it. God, don't you miss those days when we could just eat pea meal? <laughs>
Huh? You're out there eating nothing but sushi? What are you eating out there? The good old days. I, I'm right now. Uh, I've been having. Uh, I don't even. Know, I haven't had anything. I, I would say specifically Japanese, but uh, the, the, a lot of the snacks I've been having are weird, right? So this is a. This is cal calpis soda, which is this is a weird, <laughs> a weird white substance that it's oddly sweet, and I don't know what the actual flavor it doesn't seem like it's a real flavor all right well why don't we weird japanese we're definitely going to talk a little bit more about you drinking cow piss <laughs> looks like mls playoffs for the east for the most part are set west <laughs> just one team is in so far uh but i guess that only leaves the seventh uh seventh place in the last position in the east for the playoffs looks like new england chicago fire and maybe montreal impact still have a shot at it uh, nobody wants these last few playoff spots. I think everybody wants to, uh, you know, get, uh, get, you know, October, they want to be done with soccer and then, and start their vacations because it's getting, uh, pretty crazy, but hang out should, on a hammock uh, or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should, let's talk about a couple of the, the maybe it's you, matches. maybe but they're I seeing can... you or your Instagram. You're playing with kitty cats. You know what I mean? And, in, in cafes <laughs> in Japan. And they're like, I want that. I don't want to be playing games in the winter. Uh, look, if I can inspire players to, you know, sabotage their own careers uh, to hang out with some some kitties, uh, I would a job well done on my part. OK, yeah, I will brush my shoulders off. I'll be proud of myself. That's peak Polanco right there, you know, <laughs> or maybe they want to go to Toronto, yeah. and get some pea meal. You know what I mean? Like anything can happen. It's what exactly. we do on the cool against, uh, baby. <laughs> but the yo, those cats were really they were mad. Yo, for real, for real. It's a, it's it's very therapeutic having a bunch of little furry animals run run around you. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, Yo, I don't I don't care about you, dog. <laughs> give me a give me a iced tea, my guy. <laughs> this is, I you know what this is why TV show. I'm glad that we can do this hard hitting content right here. Look at this, look at this cat kitten. He literally he just he saw me drinking my drink and he was like, Yo, run. Run that green tea, my, my dude. Oh, thank <laughs> you for getting us a green tea. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, soccer. Trust me, we, we talk about it. Um, yeah. Let's talk about a couple a couple of the matches. Let, uh, let's talk about Alighted, who played their game. We have to talk about this particular because uh, uh, there was a bit of a scare. They did win the game 3-1 to one against San Jose. Uh Mateo Salmeida thrown out again. I believe this is the third time, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. At this point, did you even play? Pro- did you even play San Jose <laughs> if Mateo Salmeida didn't get kicked out of the game? I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. I bought he's, a ticket uh, making- and I want to see Pelado <laughs> removed from the match. Do not deny me that right as a soccer fan. How come he's not playing the greatest hits? That's basically what yeah, happens yeah. when people go see Pelado. It's like, ew, you're playing stuff from your new album. Ew. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not what I want to see. No, uh, Blueprint no, 3 that- or before, and that's it. <laughs> don't be doing none of this 444 stuff. Okay, don't be doing any of this uh, post-Kaepernick era stuff. Right? Uh, that's not That's not what we want to see. Nah, player. <laughs> <laughs> but um Atlanta United win the, wins the game three to one in in uh you know a, a red card fairly early in uh, uh, in the match but in towards the end uh t- two goals basically just secure the win uh, secure the win but realistically um Joseph Martinez getting injured is kind of the big story here everyone it looked is bad it uh, looked real bad 
it looked real bad. And initially, and basically, you know, he's such a tough dude that we're not even seeing used to seeing him in any like moment of weakness. So right. it was a little like jarring and scary that that you know such a powerful being could be you know uh you know that like he had an achilles heel right so also the bauer was but, like uh, yo this don't look good like the bauer didn't help <laughs> at all he's like yo this could be months man <laughs> yo, yo, i might lose my job yo, yo he might you, lose yo, his leg okay. yo i might get fired <laughs> it's like oh man this wasn't the plan yeah, yeah. yeah just, just speculating just a little bit uh, but it looks like he is that, that the, the injury is not as serious as it seemed. If you if you hadn't seen the injury, uh, basically he bumped into uh, Pete Martinez and uh, just a, just a weird fluke player, and his knee buckled in a very strange way. It looked, um, I think, because it was a like I, I don't want to say non-contact injury, but it was just like kind of a weird. He stepped in a weird way. It, it seemed like there was a possibility that it wasn't as serious as it possibly could be, or as much as he was like writhing in pain. But initially, people thought it was going to be months, or may, it might have been an ACL, ACL tear. But now everybody's like, it, it might just be a couple weeks, and he might make it uh, for the playoffs, which is just insane. Because when you do see the injury, you could understand something <clears throat> bad happening to yeah, his but knee. You ever but notice that, it's how- like the more pain they feel, the quicker the recovery. Like what was it? Uh, KD when his when his ACL or whatever it was, MCL rolled up in the back of his leg, he just sat there like, yeah, there's something wrong with my knee. You know, like, or sometimes like their knee will just shatter and they're just like, yeah, could someone please uh, pick me up? Like he was in pain. Typically when you see well, and feel it was- pain, it's a good thing. I don't know if that's not a doctor, <laughs> you know, per se. Wow. Are you getting your medical device from Frank DeBoer? Okay, I get it. <laughs> DeBoer's like, oh my God, sell your houses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, the stock drops two points. He's like, I, I got to cut off a limb to make money to feed my family. I'm selling <laughs> just like- all my kids' toys. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? Atlanta United, they're winning, right? And it's not it. Yo, Brandon Vasquez, remember him from Barco Gate? Remember Barco was yeah, texting yeah, his I girl? Do. I do. Dog, he just posted on Instagram that he's got a new girl. He posted a picture with a new lady. So shouts to him. And also, I've got even more breaking news. And this is good news. Her account is private. So, Barco, <laughs> you, you got okay. you to you block him on the account right now. <laughs> All right? Playoffs is set. But it's not just us in this country. That be doing some type of playoffs and group stages and whatnot. Apparently, Americans out here winning in other countries as well, even in Champions League. Oh, that's right, and in Japan, we out here getting dubs. You know how it is. <laughs> we got Americans out here drinking that cow piss everywhere we go. Everywhere we right. go, we coming for that cow piss. All right, run that cow piss. Dog. So. We stay well hydrated, although I got to check the label <laughs> to make sure it even hydrates you. <laughs> Don't you know about that? Anyway, the uh, yes, uh, uh, we have to talk about uh, RB uh, uh, Salzburg uh, because uh, the, the homie Jesse Marsh, who we we had uh, <laughs> the homie. We learned a lot about the, the homie, homie Jesse Marsh. He's a homie. You know, that- we'd be chilling with Jesse. No, because we had a, you know, we 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 knew, we learned deep dark secrets through Grant Wall or, uh, about Jesse Marsh because they were they were uh, roommates at one point. Yeah. But the uh, uh, yeah, so we learned all, all his entire medical history uh, through Grant <laughs> Wall. Thank you, Grant Wall, for that. Uh, but Jesse Marsh, 
uh, first American manager to win in the uh, Champions League groups uh, out in, in Europe. Uh, RB, uh, so Salzburg, they uh, defeat Genk. Uh, and Genk was a, the team, actually, the former team for Alejandro uh, Pozuelo uh, from Toronto FC. So that's uh, the, the connection there. But the uh, you love to see it, right? Uh, Americans doing well. And now all the rumors, uh, he wins. You know, he wins a, a group stage match, and now it's like, well, now we, I think we got to get him as a USMNT manager because well, that's, uh, that's all the noise right now. Because he's actually winning games, <laughs> you know. Uh, okay. That seems, that seems like something we haven't done um, in the men's national team in a bit of a minute there. Um, a also, different player pool, though. They are a little bit better. <laughs> also, the, here's the thing about Jesse Marsh, and this is why I think it's, it's, uh, it's significant, but also, like, he, this whole idea that like American coaches don't have a tactical, like, you know, uh, uh, abilities or we can't learn tact like clearly that's wrong. Like he learned the system at rebel New York and now he's at rebel, uh, Salzburg soon to be at rebel Leipzig. And then he becomes CEO of Red Bull, which I think is pretty dope. Okay. I, it's good that there's a, <laughs> there's a path to, you know, promotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's getting, uh, uh he might whatever, have to do like, like one or uh, two yeah. of those fluke tags. You remember fluke tag? <laughs> Do you remember I don't that? I know what that is. It's but. like you made, you would make, you have to make a machine that could both fly, uh, glide, and float, and you would just jump it off stuff. Oh, okay. Fluke time. So this seems like a Red Bull, a Red Bull competition that they would, uh, they would sponsor. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. What, that's what it sounds like. I think they invented it. <laughs> but okay, all right, I didn't know that. All right, so anyway, I'm glad we brought this up. Yeah. Uh, but the fact, the, the fact that uh, uh, he he's having uh, some success. Whenever an American manager does well in Europe, uh, I think it gets people a little crazy. I think it gets Europeans like, what? They don't even call it football and they lose their minds. Uh, and, and it gets Americans kind of hopeful about what the future of, uh, of the, the men's program looks like, uh, what could look like. But I don't know. I, I don't know what this exactly means. Uh, he's, he's in, uh, Salzburg's in a tough group. I think they're in the group, if I'm not mistaken. Are they with Barcelona? They're just like a, they're gonna have some really really tough games. I don't know if they're gonna make it out of this uh, this group, but a six two win against uh, against uh, in in their in his first uh, Champions League match is a very good sign for Jesse Marsh. So uh, yeah, he's in there with Liverpool. They're in Group E. Okay, yeah, they're gonna have a little old tough time uh, getting out of that group. So, but but they, but you yeah, know, no I, one, I wish them the best. It doesn't matter who the what nationality the manager was; they weren't expected to get out of it. So just wait. I mean, if if he lost all the games, they'd be like, oh, it's because he's American. So the fact that they beat Gank, and it's always good to beat a team named after a strain of marijuana. I think that's also very important, <laughs> right? You got to be gank. You got to, you can't lose against dank FC. <laughs> uh, yeah. You got, you got a bad week. Uh, homie. I got it. I'll hook you up, dog. I got yeah. you. I know a dude. <laughs> oh, you ain't up on that gank. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, but before we uh, run out of time, I want to make sure we talk about uh, a couple other, uh, uh, games that did happen uh, in Major League Soccer. Uh, the Rebels played against the Philadelphia Union, and the Rebels clinched uh, a playoff spot, which is crucial for them because they were having a bit of a, a, a bad streak. They they beat Portland uh, midweek, and and uh, I believe they won two 0 in that game. Or uh, and then beating Philadelphia, uh, you know, uh, realistically a rival at home. Uh, a good sign uh, for, for the Red Bulls when uh, a lot of their, their fan base was kind of 
done with the with the season and the, and the, they were losing a couple games <clears throat> but now uh, i think the the energy is a little bit higher a little bit optimistic i still think the rebels are going to have a tough time in the playoffs if they don't uh you know maybe climb up a little bit more i think they can maybe get third uh and and have at least more than one home playoff game well i mean dude you they've only won 3 out of the last 8 but we always say this about mls playoffs you got to you got to catch like a hot streak later on. It doesn't matter. I mean, you certainly don't want to go in limping, but it's about who gets hot at the right time. You know what I mean? And I'm hot all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I'm always sweating. So I'm prepared for the playoffs. But as far as the soccer team is concerned, <laughs> you want to be able to catch heat. So like if now all of a sudden they just go on a streak where they keep winning and they carry that momentum into the playoffs, they're good. Sure. Uh, I don't have all the faith in the world at the Red Bulls and the way they've looked the last couple of Of course weeks. not. What but, I'm saying is, is you can't, but, you don't want to sell, you don't want to sell your stuff. You don't want to devour uh, just because you lose a couple games uh, you know, a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, because Red Bulls are basically, yeah, they have the devour approach. It's like uh, they lose one game and it's like, get rid of Armis. Not only get rid of him, I think we need to behead him yeah, yeah. at center pitch. At, at Rebel Arena. And we'll, right? put, we'll little, put his head in the tarped over <laughs> section where no one sits <laughs> just to remind everyone of no. why why we don't sit there and two, why we should win every game, you know? <laughs> so, and then uh, the final one, uh, DC United uh, against Seattle Sounders. Uh, a big win for DC. Another team, there's a couple of those teams in the Eastern Conference that were like slipping a little bit uh, and and they had a resounding win Uh like hopefully it's like a battle of who wants the points more because every everybody desperate desperately desperately needs them yeah so that it's been tough but like i said there's only one position left in the eastern conference for a playoff so it's going to get even tighter now everyone else can chill a little bit unless you're dome to rent um and then you want to play all your best players no matter what happens <laughs> man it's been so much fun talking to you while you're on a tv i just wish i had a mute button that'd be kind of nice you mean just shut you off whenever okay. i want yeah i mean pretty dope oh wow so just people watching you just scream into a camera. Right. And all of a sudden <laughs> people are interested in what that show might look like. Okay. You know what I mean? Not everyone okay. is like my mother and only wants to see you talking. Okay. 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 Uh, Alexis Cowherd. Yeah. Right, I see what you're trying to do out here. Well, guys, we have but thank also, you. yeah, in the next hour we got uh, uh, Duelsta, which is pretty dope, right? We have a really good conversation with Duelsta. That's right. Yeah. EMLS player, Philadelphia Union, a great dude. And we had a great uh, chat with him in, uh, in Orlando. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break in with a word from one of our sponsors on the Volley Apparel. That's right. All those uh, gully shirts that you see uh, us wearing, uh, you, you may have seen me wearing one in Japan. Uh, you know, we got to represent uh, the, the gulliest, the gully squad out uh, in every country uh, that we go to. Uh, but go on the Volley Apparel. They make all, uh, our, all our merch, all our shirts that you see us wear. Uh, just go to onthevolleyapparel.com slash Cooligans or you could just click on there. you could just click on the merch button on our website it'll bring you right to it so that's our web store that's all of our merch everything that we have for sale is right on there check this out if you put in the word cooligans you're going to get 20% off but you're also going to get 20% off their entire site so go check out some of their other stuff they got a bunch of do uh dope shirts they got the OVO owl with his foot on a soccer ball they got the uh what was that the uh the Wu-Tang Clan with the soccer field in it one of my favorite hoodies they got hats shirts hoodies tees tanks anything you need they got it go to onthevolleyapparel.com put in cooligans get yourself some money off a dope order 
Yeah, that <laughs> is right. Yeah, baby. Because I'm in a kimono. What you know about Look that? Look at you. Oh, okay. Is this a like a traditional kimono? That... This is what? <laughs> you just look like a... I don't a... know what a traditional... You look like you look like you uh, in the background. Is. You look like you're in the background of like a like a like a Bad Bunny video, like lounging by the pool. <laughs> you know what I mean? With a robe on. <laughs> hey, hey, That's right. That's what we do out here. Okay. <laughs> no, man. I found a kimono in uh, in the hotel room, and uh, they, they, that's just they have it for you know ignorant Americans like me. They're like, hey, we can be Japanese today. Yeah, so just this is, uh, this is just great. a general yeah. use kimono. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I took it out of the hamper. I think it's fine. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. No problem. <laughs> hey, no problem, baby. Uh, <laughs> yes, everybody, welcome uh, to the show. Another uh, another episode. This is we're excited to still, you know, not even though I'm not in in studio, this show must go on. I mean, nothing is going to uh, prevent that from happening. And uh, other than the uh, internet going am, down. I mean, look, I will call tech support ASAP and we'll we'll get them on screen uh, if we need to so they can explain themselves. We'll get Christian on one of those phones where you have to like hold the button and the, the, the number and then go all the way down. It's like all the way back. And you go like we'll get you on one of those. <laughs> OK, Alexis. <laughs> that was a, Rotary. That was, Thank uh, you, JB, uh, uh, in my ear. Yes. <laughs> That was a very little donation for a very simple thing. <laughs> you think you you think I'm gonna remember that? I forget my wife's birthday, but I'm gonna remember rotary phone. Nah, son. Uh, no, but uh, I am to be here. I have been in, in Japan a couple uh, a couple days doing uh, uh, seeing some sights. What's the wildest to, thing uh, you've eaten so far? Thing I've eaten. So okay, so. Uh, uh, at the at the Buddhist uh, temple, there was no good food. It was all awful food. Uh, it was uh, everything was cold. Uh, <laughs> You're like, literally Yo, cold this eggs, food, sit, this food stinks. And they're like, yeah, why don't you meditate on that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's it's more about like good. Not, um, you know, when you think of good food, you don't think of uh, the Buddhists, right? That's not like uh, the, the their go to necessarily. Um, I haven't really had any uh, just because I've been traveling. I haven't really sat down and like a good meal yet. But I'm gonna be in Tokyo uh, tomorrow or today. It's already a day ahead uh, where I am. Also, I'm uh, running on fumes. I'm incredibly tired <laughs> trying to trying to make it. Um, yeah, I'm going to Tokyo tomorrow. I'm going to the, the Shinjuku neighborhood or region. Uh, in Tokyo, and I heard it's uh, really cool there. So, uh, if anybody has any recommendations for places to go or eat, please just uh, at Chris Polanco on Twitter. I'd love to know. Okay, yeah. So, so too, too uh, bad there's not caffeine yeah. in that cow piss you drinking, my guy. Okay, we are all bringing back cow piss. Yeah, uh, baby. This is my favorite. Product. You know, we stay drinking <laughs> okay. that cow piss, my guy. <laughs> Bro, look at this. I'm just here with my and my 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 three thousand yen. So I. I look. Some people. Some people say you, you know, living your best life, you know, flexing on these fools. And here I am. All right, you. You, know, you got is, stacks, this, this and a, a, you got stacks, and some duvet <laughs> or whatever it's called. Do say <laughs> we are here in a kimono with three yen and a whole bottle of murky cow piss. Oh, what up, oh, son? <laughs> what you know about that? This is yeah. That's right. I'm talking about probably about thirty. Two dollars. 
brothers here, okay? Right. <laughs> so you respect. So, yo, <laughs> why don't we do this? Why don't we throw it uh, to our tools to interview, right? And then maybe we could go get your stomach pumped and get all this countless out, right? <laughs> but we had a great interview. We had a great conversation with Duelsto, who you probably know, uh, the Philly Union uh, EMLS player. Great dude. Why don't we throw it to them? Alexis, That's do you right. want to introduce I mean, that guys, game? you know, if you're playing video games, you've lost to him, okay? <laughs> if you play FIFA, you watch his, his, his videos and you're like, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? At least that's what I do. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only dual stud. Yeah, how are you doing, guys? Thanks for having me on. Come on, that's absolutely. A, yeah. Right away, you can hear the Philly accent. It is <laughs> thick. Lay it on, yeah. Comes in hard. Wooder and all that. <laughs> how does a man from Ireland end up in Philly? <laughs> I am Sony in uh, sports management, so I actually had a meeting with some people down there in the sports school, and one of the professors was saying like they started teaching esports and stuff and so I, I kind of want to stay in the industry I'd love to maybe stay in esports if I could what's so weird you're going to be doing like case studies in school one of them might be about you I know dude. that's what the guy was saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it would be easy age, imagine so. you fail that one <laughs> what are you talking about yeah. what are you talking about I know the story yeah, 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 I invented yeah. this curriculum <laughs> I wrote this guy give me the paper <laughs> What has uh, EMLS, what do you think it can bring to not, not only just attracting more people to uh, 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 e-gaming, but uh, to the league itself? No, I think the EMLS does a great job. I, I think it's the best league in e-gaming and FIFA. You know, okay. con- constantly when I go to global events in Europe, all the guys would say, like, the, I wish. Uh, <laughs> you mean your his actual name? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which one? <laughs> How about Dulce take it? Well, uh, Dulce, uh, thank you so much for, uh, for taking no the time problem, to talk man. to us. Uh, and best of luck uh, going forward in all uh, uh, FIFA tournament. Uh, all right, guys, cheers. What a great kid. Right? Yeah. That, that's how I think everybody, uh, after watching that interview, has to be like, hey, that Dulce, that's a good kid. Especially like <laughs> him being able to deal with us, you know, like he's a nice guy. He doesn't want to be yelled at by two guys or one, you know, and then talk to nicely by Christian. <laughs> and yet he sat through that whole thing, which is pretty dope. Yeah. You're always uh, one thing we always uh, are worried about. And we've, we've mentioned this on the podcast is usually uh, young soccer players tend to be awkward or uncomfortable around comedians. Uh, but that I don't think that goes. It's, it's not the same for EMLS players. I think they. They can, uh, you know, they, they, they're comfortable being a little bit more goofy. You know? Yeah, well, they're used to, you know, talking smack into those little headphones while they play. You know what I mean? Exactly. A little different. They, they used to, yeah, they used to bullying people over their video games. So they're, they're very comfortable with, uh, you know, a couple of comedians speaking a little a little off color. And they're all, they're <laughs> all, uh, they're all, whatchamacallit, they're all like hopped up on Red Bull, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know how these kids are these days. We we have our, our finger on the pulse of, of what the youths are doing. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we understand so. all their tricks of the trade. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just, just, you just sounded like a seriously old man. That that was like, the point of the bit, these, Christian. I know, I know what these uh these kids got in their tool belts. Uh anyway, the uh <laughs> A couple, let's talk about a couple of things that happened. Um, in, well, I was just in, in Montreal. In America. I was just in Montreal, and they were That's talking right. about uh, what you might call it, uh, Wilmer Cabrera, 
right? Head coach That's of right. the Montreal Impact, New who coach. you remember. They fired Remy Gard and hired him 35 seconds later. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. It seemed like they were, they were already DMing Wilmer Cabrera before anything even, <laughs> before they let go of Remy Gard. It's so, like a guy uh, tells a his girl questions. like, yo, I want to break up. And she's like, all right, cool. By the way, I'm dating your brother. Wait, what was that? <laughs> How's that so fast? <laughs> Things are moving a little fast. It seems like you had a lot of this prepared yeah. before we <laughs> actually seems had like this conversation. You were you were ready as soon as I said that <laughs> to jump into something. You lily padding right now. But uh, exactly. they're um, doing really well. Montreal Impact, they won the first leg of the Canadian uh, Championship, which is a lot like the U.S. Open Cup with a lot less teams. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just only like one or it's, it's, it's always Toronto or Montreal that win it. And it. Nobody else really has a shot. But so uh, they they won one nil against Toronto FC. That's huge. But the game before that, they lost to FC Cincinnati, which gives you an idea as to why maybe the manager or the coach had been fired before. Woefully, woefully up and down season for Montreal Impact. But when Wilmer Cabrera was there, uh, Saputo, the owner of the team, walks into the locker room. Right. And he was asked by yeah. Sam Stasekel, like, yo, is that normal? And he was like, Psh, yo, when I played for Cali. Right. He's like, yo, the the <laughs> the cartel owner Oruela used to walk in all the time. Now, that's scary. I don't mind Saputo walking in. First things first is why are you comparing him to a narcotraficante, <laughs> my guy? You want to keep this job, right? Okay, I, what kind of business is the George Saputo got, a hand, got his hand in? All right. He's got his hands in a pot <laughs> of boiling know. water because that's the cheat. Did you know this? That Saputo cheese. First of all, they made their money on cheese. Shouts to Saputo. And also, uh, that is the uh, fresh mozzarella you buy at Whole Foods is Saputo. Okay. See, look, a lot of times people think that this show is might be like rehearsed or written or like I didn't know we were going to start talking about cheese when we started talking about Wilma Cabrera and having well, his owner walking into the locker room. I'm trying to cover for Wilma Cabrera because they're both moving that white. Him and Orihuela are both moving that pure white uncut. The only difference is Saputo's out here moving that fresh mozzarella. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. You know, one, one you, you can sniff and it's not going to ruin your, your family life yeah (laughs) and the other one if you eat enough of it it will you know (laughs) one goes both go good with prosciutto actually both go really good with prosciutto (laughs) turns out pairs pairs well with some cow piss oh (laughs) get some of that cow piss Mm, Mm. what year is that what year cow piss is this (laughs) guys i promise you we will Go ahead. I think it's July. <laughs> there's a there's a match we want we started talking about uh, in the last show, uh, but we want to get into a little bit more detail about the game. The DC United, uh, Seattle Sounders hosting uh, uh, DC is hosting this game. Uh, when they win two uh, nil, uh, a, a great game overall, very entertaining. Again, we had mentioned before that both teams desperately. Uh, sort of need this need these points probably Seattle a little bit more uh, than DC but the news after the match is kind of what uh, stood out uh, and I believe they were you know I don't know all the details uh, necessarily but there was a some sort of uh, uh, encounter or a fight or uh, you know some uh, uh, Sounders fans were uh, assaulted and um, it, it, I, I know that a lot of it is still being investigated and, and they're still pointing out who is exactly responsible. But uh, well, from the, I, you know, from the think- early reports, it's that they were jumped. 
They were jumped by um, a bunch of uh, Seattle, uh, not Seattle, D.C. uh, supporters. Um, And I think a lot of times um, and we've had to experience this. uh, They keep you if you're an away fan, they keep you in the stadium for what? Half an hour, sometimes 45 minutes um, after the game to make sure that it's safe for you to leave. And apparently they were only kept for 20 minutes. Security was like, now you should be. all right." You know, <laughs> next thing you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Watch I'm, out for yeah. all those dudes in black jerseys hiding behind the trees. But other I than got, that, I got to <laughs> I got to get home and catch an episode of Veep. You know, so <laughs> you I'm know? <laughs> I ain't trying to be here this whole half hour. <laughs> you know, uh, look, uh, more than anything, you know, uh, this happens. It, it's weird in American soccer because um, this kind of stuff happens fairly often. And because the sport is not the, you know, the, the main sport in the country, uh, a lot of these stories just kind of just go under the rug. Yeah, but this one, this one in particular is being reported everywhere. It seems like, I don't know if it's because it's in DC and like, you know, that's like, you know, a big hub for news and, and it's danger. Oh my God, people are getting beat up. But this one seems to be getting reported everywhere. And all it's just being reported as soccer fans, like jump other soccer fans, you know, which I guess is a good thing for the league, right? Like the more that this gets talked about, the, the, the harder they'll be on, on these types of actions. Sure. Uh, yeah. Initially, I thought you were going to say like, "Oh, there's no such thing as bad press," but this is this is the press we don't want to see. And I, my my only hope out of whatever platform that we do have is, you know, anyone listening, uh, you know, for the most part, whenever we meet Cooligans uh, fans, they're all super chill people that are not necessarily and in, in just fighting or anything. Nah, I mean, dude, I, you're I wrong. Get- Every one of our fans is really with the shits, okay? Uh, <laughs> you you see somebody wearing a Gullia shirt, they've earned that. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, <Wow>. like... <laughs> is, that, is that why our fans constantly yell, sue... They keep asking us, yo, what them colors mean? Right. I'm like, well, all right, I don't know what <laughs> it's uh, you know, your favorite team is not FC doesn't stand for football club, it stands for football blub. You know what I mean? <laughs> <They're> not- <laughs> right. Hey, we don't we don't use that letter around here. Right, okay? we don't play them games around here. Shouts to Young <laughs> May's new album that's coming out soon. Uh but um in all honesty, yeah, like we hope that our fan, like, you know, when we first put out the gully of shirts you and i were like looking at each other like should we you know should we be putting out the but we realized like our fans are like in disneyland you know what i mean like are we hope that everyone <laughs> yeah. is here to have a good time and as much as like yeah we get that stuff like this is part of the, the the soccer culture i would hope that it's not a part of the soccer culture here you know what i mean yeah it's um it, it's a thing it happens a couple times a year and it's, it, it's, it's dumb every single time. I mean, look, all we can say is don't do it. I mean, I don't know who's hopefully people will listen to us, but it, it's just more than anything. It's just, uh, it's a bad look. It's pretty corny. Uh, and it's like, you know, when you hear people from like people from Portland or Seattle, like the, the, the nicest people in the world and, and you, you're jumping these people, you're going after the, the, the vegans, you know, first they came for the vegans They're weak. and I said nothing. You know? <laughs> They're weak. No point, they, haven't, man. <laughs> they haven't had animal proteins. You know what I mean? Leave them alone. They're right. It's soft targets. Leave exactly. Leave them alone. They don't. They, they can't. Well, I know themselves. one guy was in the hospital, so hopefully he's okay. And we have more uh, on just soccer in general. Your boy's back, Kimono Christian. That's my new name. <laughs> Everybody, embrace it. <laughs> right. um, so uh, we have to talk about uh, a couple other things in uh, in, in world soccer. So 
the uh, the news we had I mentioned it briefly, but the news about um, in uh, in Iran, there are uh, they they've had this ban for years where they don't allow women to attend games, which is like it's such a crazy thing where we're like we're we're trying to argue about equal pay and then there's countries that are like we won't even let them watch it yeah uh, i mean so. they can hear about the sport but they're not allowed to watch it yeah. if they were allowed to play yeah, we'd pay them equally but we don't even let them do that so exactly like uh you know there's a uh, you they get sent to jail for 30 days for listening to the game on the radio yeah. uh, it's just absurd <laughs> how ridiculous it but uh you know, people have been uh, kind of uh, uh, pushing FIFA. It's just well, it's, one woman lit herself what, on fire. That's right, and that yeah. is a good way to get attention on any subject. I will. I'll be honest. I'm going to listen to you if you are uh, engulfed in flames. I, yeah. I'll be honest. I, at the very least, I'll read the manifesto. You know what I mean? Like, what did you have to say just before you lit yourself on fire? I'm interested. Uh, but it sucks that exactly. someone had to do that, that someone had to put themselves in that of position. Um, and I believe she passed away from uh, from the uh, injuries. But nonetheless, she had been sent to jail for uh, going to see one of the games. Uh, so this became a huge deal. And FIFA just came out and basically said that Iran, Iran must let uh, the women go to games. Um, yeah. It, yeah, well, it's be, it's getting to the point because of uh, the the you know the next World Cup in Qatar and just like how kind of things are done and handled in the in the Middle East when it comes to uh, equality. Uh, th- this is kind of like what what the point I was going to make before was like ma- that Megan Rapino just really talking about the influence that the game has the the that the sport that the, the governing body like FIFA can realistically say to, can can tell a country like hey you have to you have to change the way you do things. Uh, otherwise we will uh, pull, you know, you'll, you won't, you'll have less money uh, invested in, into your game. And, and that can actually pressure countries for, for to, to move forward and, and, and like have actual societal change. So FIFA can't be, um, you know, quiet on a lot of these issues, you know, Infantino also, during the the um, the Player of the Year awards and everything uh, in that FIFA gala, he he mentioned again about uh, about race uh, in Italy and and the monkey chance and how we have to do more to, um, uh, to to stamp that out and and it was and it was even funny uh, Megan Rapinoe in her speech kind of talked about how like uh, you know that that Johnny Fantino kind of stepped on some of the points that she was going to make because she didn't expect him to say that. And it, it reminded me of like, uh, you know, when you're a comic about to go up and then the, the feature is doing like, Oh, you're closing bit or something like that. You know oh, what I mean? I can't so- stand that. <laughs> like I was actually just on stage uh, last night and the comic before me did a bit about intermittent fasting and I'm like, God damn it, man. You know, now oh, I can't, <laughs> now I can't do this whole chunk I wanted to work on because of you. Speaking of chunk, that's good, right. good you, job. You look great. You know, chun- <laughs> get off my bits, though. Chunk, chunk. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, this this also just goes to show how much power FIFA wields, yet kind of refuses to use. Sometimes I'm glad they're using it in this situation, right? But like, you could take away a lot of a country, and think about how important soccer is across the world. You could really hurt a country by you know banning them or, or making them not able to go to the World Cup or do certain things and make helping them change. Yet they never get involved. Someone had to light themselves on fire for them to take a stand on something. Come on. Okay. 
Which, I mean, you know, look, I, we don't someone want- for promotion and relegation in this country is going to light themselves <laughs> on fire and it's not going to matter. <laughs> you know yeah, that's going to yeah, happen. I hope it, it's, uh, I, mean, I mean, the commitment uh, is kind of insane if they actually go that far. But uh, no, it, I think for it, it is a good thing to uh, to have Johnny Infantino at least speak out on these things and be, uh, you, you know, do we expect Set Bladder to say these things? No, right? Because he's going to be showing all the eight watches yeah, that he yeah. has on his arm. Set Bladder, like, I'm oh, sorry, I can't hear you because my diamonds are so loud right now. They dancing. <laughs> so I see, even though uh, FIFA can be uh, feel as corrupt as possible, just just having him say these things on, in a very very public forum feels like all right. Look, maybe the Italian FA has to be like, all right, yo, he's putting us on blast. Maybe we got to like tell Cagliari to be like, yo, chill a little bit. Which is my uh, thing. Like if you're going to be corrupt, at least use the power you have for good. Go make your money. Go buy your diamonds. I don't care. Steal money from FAs. I don't care. As long as you help <laughs> and you add to some good, then we're good. Man, uh, it sucks that we have to talk about serious stuff on this show. That's not what we want to do. Okay. We just want to have a good Boo, time. Serious stuff. You don't wear a kimono to do serious stuff. Kimono Christian. <laughs> Nobody takes him seriously. <laughs> All right, Kamono Chris is a different guy. He's, a, he's on a he, much more chill uh, vibe. Yeah, you come know? on, Kamono Chris. He's have a good time. Look he's at have you, fun, guys. You look like a backyard wrestler. Yeah, you know? <laughs> look at you. Okay, Kamono Kamono Chris. He just wants to have a good time. Just yeah, real, just chat it up. About he just wants to play. Just drink some cowpies. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> Well, yo, uh, speaking of clothing, <laughs> speaking of clothing, we got to get a Calpis uh, sponsorship, dude. I looked it up, by the way. It's We're called, it's a yogurt drink. It's uh, it's non-carbonated original flavor. What is the flavor? <laughs> Explain it. I, I drank it and I'm like, I, this is using flavor. It doesn't feel like it's, uh, it feels wildly artificial. Yeah. In uh, Spanish, uh, it's Calpico, which sounds even dirtier. <laughs> how is that possible uh, this is uh thank you for that because I, I was drinking it and i didn't know what i was uh imbibing well it's so a, a sweetened for fermented milk beverage my guy uh so you're getting a whole <laughs> lot of dairy oh you're getting some protein in your cow piss uh so speaking of clothing did you see new balance is suing liverpool Yes, and as an Everton fan, I support New Balance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I wanted to bring I up Everton. A great move on their part because the reason they're <laughs> suing them is they don't want to stop being their shirt manufacturer. Meanwhile, nobody gives a damn about Everton. Umbro is <laughs> <No one. laughs> like, nobody fine, we'll do it. <laughs> they're like i think you're you're hurting our product yeah. by putting your name our name on, on your shirts angry birds uh, angry yes. birds is actually suing everton be like yo we never asked you to put our name on your shirt <laughs> take it off okay we're just an iphone app man yo <laughs> yeah. get, leave us out of this yo i mean well, how did we even get involved in this you know now we're angry okay <laughs> Uh, so, so the reason they're showing yeah, them uh, is because Nike apparently uh, offered 70 million pounds a year, 70 million pounds a season to be the shirt manufacturer for Liverpool, I believe starting next season. But apparently New Balance had a, a, a thing in their contract that uh, a clause that allows them to match another offer. 
So they were supposed to have been told yeah. about this. They weren't. Liverpool and Nike are like, all right, goody. We're going next year. We're going to be you. And New Balance is like, no, no, no. We ain't breaking up yet. I'm suing you yeah. so that I could pay you more. <laughs> it's a very strange. I don't know how you sue somebody, give them money, and then have, you know, are they mad at you? Are they happy with you? It's a <laughs> yeah. very strange relationship. I don't know how they exactly move forward, but this is that's it's like so if you want to get a divorce dollars. and your wife sues you because now she wants to do anal. Now she's like, all right, I'm in. <laughs> you're like i don't know <laughs> i don't know wait, do I, i'm very confused the judge is like i guess you know <laughs> you, yeah every everyone involved is like hey man it's, it's a it's a conundrum <laughs> seems like a win-win really <laughs> um yes uh great analogy great analogy anyway <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm good um, with analogies, I, you know, <laughs> it, it, this is it, it's a very weird, like almost non problem to have. Like, it's basically just having like two hot girls fight over you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, what, they both want to give you so much money. Yeah. They're like, well, uh, I'll, I, I want him because he's wearing a kimono. No, I want him because he's wearing a kimono, you know? <laughs> Uh, everybody, but it, it it says a lot about the the Liverpool brand right now that everybody wants to just get on board because they, they they know that there's a future. As basically, as long as uh, Jurgen Klopp is there, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Firmino, they, they're they're clearly not not only a, a great team to watch play, but they're they're becoming one of the more popular teams. Like Liverpool is not necessarily known for having the biggest personalities and having that this much like flair and style. Uh, not in the last, not in the last like decade either. I mean, Steven Gerrard yeah, was yeah. was technically their biggest personality. Kind of boring, you know what I mean? For the most part, Mike, I've seen sex robots with more personality than Steven Gerrard, bro. <laughs> Yo, you really enjoying this Japan trip, my guy? <laughs> I'm, I'm partaking on what the country has to offer. Hey, listen, this is their you. culture, okay? Okay. <laughs> you know, you I'm put it in the back of the bar like one of these slot machines. I'm gonna try it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm curious what the slots are like uh, on these machines. By the way. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> this seems an odd shape for a dollar. Oh, okay. Oh, man, all makes sense. Now. Okay, this isn't a all roll right, of guys. quarters. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be back after this. <laughs> I mean, yet another wonderful episode of the Cooligans. I can't wait to get you back in studio next week, Chris. Uh, it'll be so nice. We'll get you. A, we'll get you a cup of bull piss, which I think is the only one they sell here. Okay, at least uh, look, it's a it's it's high grade, grade A American bullpiss. Okay, right? only the best, <laughs> only the best. Well, dude, uh, have a safe uh, rest of the time and a fun rest of the time out there in Japan. Uh, we miss you. I sat in the seat and everybody booed me, so I'm out of your seat. But you're gonna be right back here next week. Uh, anything, anything I'm you want to? I'm, I'm just happy to know that the studio is on my side. Right? Yeah, they, somebody. If, is. if Alexis. Uh, if Alexis wasn't uh, in studio, uh, everyone would be like, oh, thank goodness. We have a, a, a nice, easy day to record. Uh, so <laughs> less, uh, that's, that's, that's less nice headaches for some reason. <laughs> yeah, the Advil's not being exactly. used as much. <laughs>
but I will be back uh, next week. So thank you for everyone watching today. Thank you again, Dual Stuff, for doing the show. Uh, and, and we appreciate you for, for watching and, and listening to the podcast. And thanks to Gully Squad for helping us get down to uh, interview Dual Stuff. Well, exactly. why don't we end it the way we normally do? So with that said, my name is Christian Blanco. I'm Alexis Guerrero. And together, what are we? The, the Cool Game! game!